Hello and welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. This is Mock Draft 3.0 and I'm your host Liam Horsley and I'm joined as always by my co-host Patrick. How are you doing mate? Not long until the draft? Yeah, I'm good. Feeling excited. How about you? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm slightly wary of how many uh, hours sleep I'm going to have at the end of the weekend. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm excited to see it, especially round one. Now the Chiefs are out of round one, I think it's going to be less stressful for me. So I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Uh, are you going to stay up and watch the Eagles pick, you think? Yeah, it's uh, it's debatable. It depends on my um, work schedule. So we'll see. I definitely uh, would love to. Yeah, I've already had two friends start with the uh, the standard line of, oh, I'm going to stay up and watch the top ten. But then you know someone's going to fall from the top 10 and they're going to stay up for the top yeah, 50. Yeah, you have to wait, don't you? Definitely. <laughs> and then it will get to 4 a.m. and then you're just like, right, I may as well watch the last five picks. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday. The draft is on Thursday night, so not long to go now. Uh, plan for the podcast, like I said, we're going to do our mock draft 3.0, which is going to be what we think the teams will actually do rather than, than our own picks. So expect to see more running backs go and maybe uh, less receivers. Uh, but before we do that, we have had a trade, Patrick, and it's involving my very own Kansas City Chiefs. So Chiefs traded the 31st pick in this year's draft uh, alongside their third round pick and fourth round pick uh, to the Ravens for a second round pick and for Orlando Brown Jr. And then they've done a pick swap next year as well. When you, this kind of news broke, just give me your, your instant reaction at the time. What did you think? Quite liked it for both teams, actually. Um because the Chiefs, I know now they obviously have the lack of the first round pick, but Brown, he is worth that pick there. And to get a second back, I think is good. I know a few people have bagged on the Chiefs for it, haven't they? But I actually quite like it for the Chiefs. I know that there's no third or fourth round pick now, but you've got two twos to try and add maybe two starters somewhere else. I just don't know how many starters really the Chiefs were going to be expected to add in this draft so no I quite like it for both and now obviously the Ravens got two first round picks as well haven't they so that makes them really interesting in the first round. Yeah I agree I think there's definitely an angle you could say both teams won the trade. Uh, I've seen kind of two points of view I've either seen people hammering the Chiefs because They've given up another first-round pick for a player they're going to have to pay a lot of money to, which is what they did with Frank Clark. But I've seen the other side, people saying, why did the Ravens trade to a team that they seemingly can't beat? And they, the Chiefs' main weakness is left tackle, and you've just given them a start in left tackle for hopefully 10 years. Do you kind of disagree with both sides and sit more on the middle rather than, than one side or the other? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not into the... Um, well, they've traded the player to the Chiefs kind of angle. I'm not really interested in that just because the Ravens have saw what was on offer from the Chiefs and thought, yeah, well, we're happy with that. I'm happy to take the, the depth in the draft. So, no, I am not. I don't really agree with that. I, I, like I said, I, I like it for both teams. I think the Chiefs may get the better end of the bargain eventually because obviously he's a proven left tackle, isn't he? But, you know, if the Ravens hit on two first-round draft picks, then they're going to improve vastly as well. Yeah, a lot of it will depend on on how these first round picks go, I think. Uh, yeah. Well, Orlando Brown will start for the Chiefs for at least three years, probably six, seven plus, to be honest. Uh, and as a Chiefs fan, I really, really like him as a player. I see both sides. I think you could get more players if you had more picks, which helps this roster because we've got a lot of high-priced players and not much in terms of depth. But I see the other side, that left tackle is probably the third or fourth most important position in football. Uh, and the Chiefs didn't have one, so now they have a, a very good one. He's only 24 as well. I thought he was 26 about yeah, exactly. a month or two ago. years old. That's still so young, isn't it? Yeah, very young, very young. So I do like that. And like you said, they've got still got one fourth, two fifths and a sixth for this year. Uh, now they've got two twos, which they'll probably trade back. So we won't be talking about the Chiefs in our mock, but I would expect them to trade one of those twos to get back into the third and fourth again. Um, but you never know. We've had this discussion off air, haven't we? And, and your view is kind of stick in the second round and pick two starters. So I don't think whichever way they go, I think could be successful for them. Yeah, exactly. I think I would be inclined to get two starters there, but it depends what the Chiefs value in round three, doesn't it? If they can get a, a three and maybe a five from it, maybe they will they will do that. But yeah, I quite like having two twos. It's nice. 
I think if Creed Humphrey or Landon Dixon's there at 58 or whatever, it's 56, 58, I think the Chiefs will uh, end up snapping up another O lineman and just making a, making it even stronger, I think. But yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll have to see. We're not doing a, a seven round mock today, so uh, we, we won't have to talk about the Chiefs for very much more. But I think quite a fair trade. Uh, both teams arguably can improve now, uh, and they'll probably play each other in the playoffs at, at some point soon, you'd think. But uh, let's move on then from from the trade onto our mock draft. Like we said, we've uh, we've done this one. We're going to do it in terms of what we think the teams will do rather than what we would actually do. Uh, and this time we are going to do trades. We've, we've kind of stuck to to one each. We've already done the trades, uh, pre-agreed them, so we'll announce them as we go. Uh, I'm on odds pick. Patrick's on even. So I'm, I'm first on the board with the Jacksonville Jaguars. No shock here. Just kick it off nice and nice and easy with a quick one. Trevor Lawrence, quarterback from Clemson. He's been the same in every single mock draft anyone's written, including us. Uh, best quarterback in, on the board. He's probably been a number one pick for about four years now, pretty much since high school. Um, very, very good talent. Already got the playbook. He's already kind of having wedding gifts bought for him by the Jags fans. So I think this pick yeah, is a I lot. Yeah, I love that. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I saw he donated. They donated 20 grand, didn't they, him and his wife, uh, yeah, to, Jack- yeah, to Jacksonville's charities, which is nice as well. So... If there's ever been a first-round pick that's more obvious, it's uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, to the Jags. So you're on the board with the Jets. Yeah, the Jets. And obviously, like you said, with Lawrence, it seems written in the stars, doesn't it, weeks ago now. So obviously it's Zach Wilson from BYU. A quick question for you. Who wins more games in the rookie season? Both are going to start. Both are definitely going to start. Um Depends on the draft, to be honest. They both got loads of picks, haven't they? Ja- uh, the Jags have got the most picks ever, I believe, in, in one draft class. Uh, but I'll go with the Jets, Zach Wilson. I think that their offseason was very good. We liked Lawson, didn't we? And Corey Davis signing. Yeah, so I think, we did, yeah. Uh, and and I, I'm not going to be harsh on Meyer because we need to see him in the NFL, but I quite like Salah as a, as a head coach appointment. So I'll go with, with Zach Wilson wins more games in year one, I think. Nice. I saw a crazy stat that I think Trevor Lawrence lost two games ever in college, uh, and he's probably going to lose more games in the first four weeks of his NFL career than he lost in his whole college career, which is a, just a crazy stat, isn't it? Yeah, he absolutely is. Just Let's just wait till the schedule comes out in a couple of weeks and you can see where he's going to lose the record there, isn't he? Yeah, maybe the NFL will be kind to give him some easy ones to start with, uh, just so he doesn't have that record broken in like two weeks, but we'll see, we'll see. Uh, that leads us on to pick number three then. Very controversial pick. We've heard in the last probably, what, 48 hours that Ian Rappaport says that the team are basically choosing between Mac Jones and Trey Lance. Apparently, the reason they traded up was for Mac Jones. And in the last four weeks, they've kind of started to like Lance more and more. But apparently, Mac Jones is still the favourite. So on that lines, I think, because this is what I think they will do, I'm going to select Mac Jones, quarterback out of Alabama. Uh, I wouldn't be picking him in the top 10 if I had my choice, but I think that the 49ers like him. They seem to be enamoured with the fact he can read defences so well. Um, very quick processor, which does fit well with them, but obviously not as mobile, but still more mobile than than the average quarterback probably 10 years ago was. But yeah, strange one, but it seems to be written in the stars that Matt Jones would be their QB. I can't wait for the reaction of the 49ers fans because I still... <laughs> I still do think that they're hoping for... I mean, I've got a, a lot of 49ers fans in the UK and US that I follow and follow me, and they're still talking that, you know, now they're all in on Trey Lance. Yeah. Not concentrating on Mac Jones. I just can't wait to see the uh, the reaction. Yeah, I want it to be Trey Lance, uh, both financially, for my betting reasons, <laughs> and because I'm not a big fan of Mac Jones, but it just seems like... It's, this rumour's been going on now for too long, hasn't it, that it's Matt Jones? And I don't think this smoke screen would be this detailed and this long. Uh, so I think it's going to be going to be Matt Jones, which is interesting now for the rest of our draft because I think it opens it up to some, some QB needy teams really making moves later on. Yeah, it does, which leads me on to pick four of the Falcons. No, I, I have absolutely no clue what to do because now the thing is we've got the boards up and Justin Fields is just going to sit at the top of the board until someone picks him. I have absolutely, honestly, no clue where this guy's going to go now. I don't know if you have some kind of inkling, but and there's so many reports. I mean, Chris Sims, i just seen 
Yeah, I've just seen that. Up. Have you seen that mock draft that Chris Sims has done where he goes 32? That's just absolutely yeah. ridiculous. That won't happen. I think he picked, uh, I can't remember who he picked at 15 for the Patriots. It was a wide receiver, I think. Uh, there's no way that if it's he's at 15, the Patriots wouldn't pick Fields for me. That is as far as he will fall, I think. Absolutely. And then I want to know what Ryan Pace at the Bears is going to be smoking <laughs> if he's not picking Fields at 20. Yeah. I mean, he's, Chris Sims done that on purpose anyway. I need to get coverage. But anyway, I was going to ask you quickly about Fields. Um, you're a huge college football fan, like probably even more so than me. I watch it for the draft, whereas you watch it just because you enjoy it. Yeah, I watch it for the games, yeah. Um, Justin Fields, one of the scouts that was on, I can't remember what podcast it was, I listened to this week, but there's rumours that it's because of his Georgia, this time at Georgia, before he had to transfer, how he acted off the field, the fact he couldn't replace Jake from in the starting lineup. Apparently that is playing a factor on some teams' minds, which is crazy to me, but... As a college football fan, what are your thoughts when that kind of all went down? Yeah, that's interesting. That's, I shouldn't. Surely NFL evaluators are not going to take into consideration off-the-field activities. I mean, he's, he's hardly a hardened criminal or just the ways where maybe he was petulant or mm. didn't perform well enough maybe in practice to replace... Jacob Fromm, but I'm, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm not feeling that at all. <laughs> Jake Fromm and Justin Fields, the stars of QB1 series as well on Netflix, by the way. Uh, yeah. Where is Jacob from now? Is He's, he, uh, he was, yeah, he was the backup at the Bills, but they've just signed Trubisky, so uh, not good for Fromm. But let's move on from uh, QB1, <laughs> go back to the draft. Pick four, I guess. Is it Fields or Pitts then, in your opinion? Yeah, for me, I'm, I'm going to go... Like I said, I've not got no clue what Fields is going to happen now, so I'm going Kyle Pitts, and I think that's going to make a lot of Falcon fans happy. They're going to have a potent offence, aren't they, as well, this year now. Especially if they don't trade Julio Jones. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's come around, doesn't it? So maybe they see Pitts obviously can line up on the outside as well, maybe they see Jones as surplus to requirements now, given his salary, but I don't know. I'd like to see him roll it back one more time. Yeah, what do you think to an offence with um, when you're going to have you're gonna have uh, Hulo Jones on the outside, aren't you? Pitts and Hurst in the middle, and then I've forgotten the other Alabama receiver now. Uh, Calvin, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, Calvin Ridley. They're going to have those four out with, with Matt Ryan throwing the ball. That's a hell of an offence. Yeah, it really is, isn't it? You've got to go uh, a lot of defensive picks in your next five or six, though, aren't you, after that? Because their defence needs help. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Cool. Uh, well, that's for the record, that's exactly the same pick that I would do if I was picking for the Falcons. So pick five now, the Bengals pick. We've gone back and forth over this one between two, well, the two best players in their respective positions, actually, in Saul and Chase. But I'm going to stick with my original thought that I think Jamar Chase, wide receiver out of LSU, is going to be the pick. Uh, I think the Bengals do have two tackles. One of them's not great, but I think they do have two tackles. So I think they'll focus on interior defensive line, uh, offensive line for the rest of the drafts. So I think they'll go Jamar Chase, pair him up with Joe Burrow again, uh, keep the quarterback happy, and hopefully keep him clean with, with later picks. But yeah, I've gone with Chase just about over Saul, but whichever way they go, I think it's a great pick. I don't think you can make a, a wrong decision when you've got those two on the board. No, absolutely not. I agree with you there. Would you do that, or you think you'd do Saul if you were the Bengals? Um, no, I think that you'd. I, th I think that they will go chase. Personally, I would go on the line, but I do think that this is going to be the pick as well. Yeah, pick six for the Dolphins. Obviously, I think that they would really, really like Jamar Chase, but he has gone now, so. A lot of needs, obviously, the offensive line. And he's sitting right there. I have seen Saul mocked a little to the Dolphins, but not heavily. But kind of all depends on that fifth pick, doesn't it? So for this, it's going to have to be Saul tackle from Oregon. Do you think, that's, do you think they, would, they would choose him just because Chase is off the board and Pitts is off the board, I guess? Yeah, yeah. And for me, I mean, they need help on the line and that is an absolute no-brainer. It's what I would personally do as well and I'd be incredibly grateful that he fell to six. 
Yeah, you'd get a lot of Saul uh, Dolphins mugs if that was the case. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> cool. That leads on to pick seven then. This is our, our first trade. So the Lions were picking here, but they've traded back now with Denver, just so Denver can come up into the top seven and guarantee themselves a quarterback. Uh, the problem with this decision is I have no idea which quarterback they would take. <laughs> so it's tough. Uh, as everyone knows, I think Justin Fields is the second or third best QB in the class. So I would take Fields. I'm just debating whether they would. I think Lance is too similar to Locke. I don't like Locke, as we all know. So I think I'm going to force a trade here. Uh, force a pick here with Justin Fields. I think it between Fields or Jones. Oh, no, sorry, Fields or Lance, but... I think that they would go with Fields because he's more ready to start on day one. So I'm going to go Fields here to the uh, Denver Broncos and AFC West. Nice. That'd be a nice pick because then it would be worthwhile them moving up from <laughs> nine, wouldn't it, to get it? Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, I think he'd look good in that uniform as well. That'd be some division out there. Yeah, it would. Some big arms, some some big guys as well. Herbert's massive, yeah. Mahomes is massive, Fields is a big guy as well, isn't he? So, yeah. And then you've got the Raiders, Derek Carr, just not quite the same ring to it. <laughs> <laughs> so then we've got pick eight, and then that was our second trade, as we have the Washington football team coming up, trading with Carolina. And now I think my decision is easy. I can, I do really, really think that Washington... Of the team, it's what between the what obviously we've discussed it, haven't we? Yeah, Washington or the Chicago Bears are going to come up, I think, into this kind of spot to pick this QB. So they're going to, well, on our board, they're left with Trey Lance. So yeah, I'd like that pick for them. I think I can see those are the Bears, and we've chosen the Washington football team. Maybe you could sit, well, you're going to sit Lance, aren't you, for a little bit until you're sick of Fitzpatrick. And then he's going to come in and play. Fitzpatrick, the perfect uh, QB alongside a rookie QB, as proven in Miami, I think. Yeah, exactly. He's absolutely perfect for that spot. Now, the Drew Locke one will be interesting in Denver, but with Fitzpatrick, you've got the perfect guy. Yeah, and I think in real life, these are very realistic trades. I think that a team like Washington could come up in the hope that Fields or Lance is there. And then, obviously, another team like we've done could come up to seven. But I think Washington or or the Bears are likely to try and come up to this sort of area, seven, eight, nine sort of area, just to to try and get a uh, a QB. Uh, cool. That leads on to to number nine then, which is the the Lions who traded back. This is an interesting one because the Lions could do with help everywhere, couldn't they? Unfortunately, um, if I was making this pick, I would pick Jalen Waddle. I think. But Dan Campbell, he's going to pit Micah Parsons, I think, isn't he? That's what he's going to do. So I'm going to go Micah Parsons to the Lions here at nine. Nice. Your boy, Micah Parsons. Yeah, I'd be pleased with that for him. That'd be, he'd be the cornerstone of that defence, him and Okwara and Jeff Okuda. And... Yeah, it keeps falling on our mock drafts, but in the real one, he's he's gone top ten. So you'll Yeah, be happy, I can't, you'll be happy I can't actually see that happening. I mean, he's a top ten talent, so he just we just couldn't seem to get him off the board, could we? But no, very offense heavy. I think we were. Mm-hmm. Uh, that leads you on to Cowboys then, with the the most mocked pick in the history of the NFL. I think. Yeah, and he's fallen, hasn't he? And I'm sticking with cornerback Patrick Sertain, the second from Alabama. Where on the night, if <laughs> if he goes like ninth or something, it's going to be an absolute shock. <laughs> I've got no idea then what the Cowboys are doing. Maybe they do something from left field or probably pick JC Horn, but I'd like to think that something from left field would happen there. But no, I'm going to go 13. Yeah, you never know with uh, Jerry Jones. This is the sort of pick that if they make 13 at 10, uh, the whole of the world is just going to be like bored of the pick. They'll be like, yeah, whatever. We've seen this mock draft for like two and a half yeah. months now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you never know with uh, with Jerry. That leads me on to picking for the Giants then at 11. Uh, team needs again. Tackle guard and edge. Um, Dave Gettleman here. Never trades back. Rumours are he might, but we haven't got him trading back in this one. A lot we'll of people... Believe it when we see it. Yeah, a lot of people think receiver. A lot of people, but... 
Gettleman is not that kind of guy, I don't think. So my decision is between Darashaw and Slater. I think I think they'll go Slater and he can play tackle or edge. Uh, sorry, tackle or guard, not edge. Uh, and I think that they'll kind of feel it out with their with their two current tackles and see where they want to play Slater. So I think I'll go with Sean Slater out of Northwestern, which is exactly the reason why there's rumours the Chargers might come up to 11, because apparently they want Slater, but I'm going to uh, put Slater off to the Giants at 11, I think. Yeah, I do. You could see a little trade there, couldn't you, from 13 and 11. Do you think that they would go um, receiver? Like I said, I... I would go receiver, but the rumours I've seen is that they won't. But what are your thoughts? Think there's a chance they pick a receiver there? Yeah, maybe there is a chance because they're kind of kind of looking at the weapons available. They're perhaps a little bit of a premium this year with the weapons. Obviously, you've still got Smith, but Waddle, especially being still being on the board, I think that they could do. But it's a smart pick. They're picking at 11, picking Slater. I just think that's the smart pick. But if the Chargers knocked on my door and said, do you want to move back to 13? I would say yes, because you're still going to get a very good player. I mean, then you will get a weapon, won't you, at 13? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I agree. I think they should do that. But like we said, Gettleman, we couldn't put a, we couldn't put a trade in the mock until we've seen Gettleman actually do a trade back in real life. So Yeah, when does it for real? Then we'll do it next year, but <laughs> until yeah. then. Um, by the way, Devontae Smith is favourite to be drafted by the Giants. Giants or Lions are the two teams set to take him. So yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe there's a chance, but we shall see. That leads you on to, on to your team. Yeah, the Eagles. And each time we've had Waddle there, right? Yeah, every time. Yeah, but obviously there's obviously JC Horn. Now, trying to predict what the actual, what Howie Roseman is going to actually do now and not <laughs> what I would do is quite difficult but it's got to be horn or waddle i think you're right to be honest yeah and if the board is how it is now i honestly think it would be i'm going to regret saying this as well but jc horn just after i would prefer waddle but just after hearing the coach in the week and talking about the wide receiver position and talking about Jalen Rieger and I just can see it being JC Horn in that position because I think they think that Nick Sirianni can develop what we've got already without spending another first round pick on it. So That's the uh, head coach that likes to play rock, paper, scissors with his uh, his prospects, I believe. That's what they're Yeah, saying. yeah, I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> Not been a good opening month or two for him, press conference-wise. It's getting I, I liked his, his energy in the last few days on the uh, on the little video calls. It's been okay, but we'll see. <laughs> cool. That leads us on to the Chargers then, 13. Like we said, there's a lot of rumours they might trade up for a tackle. So the third tackle on the board is still here. So I'm going to go with Christian Darashaw from Virginia Tech. Maybe a bit earlier. I know there's receivers here, but they do have receivers. Um, if Pitts was still on the board, maybe I'd go Pitts because tight end position is not strong after losing Hun uh, Henry. Uh, but I think receivers, they're still quite good. They've got Jalen Guyton still. Obviously, they've got Keenan Allen and Williams. Uh, so I think I'm going to go Christian Derrishaw from Virginia Tech. Nice. In this kind of, the way that the board's falling feels maybe a little bit more realistic than we've done before. But I mean, Jalen Waddle sat there. It's almost a crime. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people mock Waddle to six, and we we yeah. because we had so many QB. That's the problem, though. Look at Chris Sims's mock. If you draft loads of receivers early, one or two of the QBs ends up falling. Whereas we've gone QB heavy, um, and how often do we see QBs go off the board early? So I think, I maybe not this far, but I think there's a chance QBs could push these receivers down the board a bit. But yeah, we'll see. Definitely. Now, what I would say is at fourteen. I could see someone coming up for Waddle, but we've not pre-agreed, have we? So we're not going to do it. So, And I'm expecting fully the Vikings to pick well, up the line. I was going to say, though, we, we, you selected Sewell for Miami earlier. You could trade Miami's 18th pickup to 14 if we wanted to with a, second, with a third rounder. Miami's got a lot of picks if you want Miami to come up and pick Waddle. Yeah, I, I can I can see that. I can also see though Arizona coming up a couple because you've got the Patriots sitting there at fifteen, 
And I think they would take a wide receiver. Yeah, I think you're right. I think they'll take one of the two, whichever one's left, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you want to do? You want to trade out with the Vikings or are you going to pick pick a receiver or a non-receiver? No, I'm going to pick Elijah Vera Tucker to the Vikings. I've seen him mock there a few times. Tackle, obviously, probably projects as a guard in the future, but no, I can see them, if the offer's not good enough, I can see them just picking the position that they need the most. So I'm going to do that. Cool. That leads me on to the Patriots 15. Uh, no QBs were taken, obviously, here. So I will go Jalen Waddle, receiver out of Alabama. I think I would personally take him over Smith, potentially. Uh, and I did see Lombardi, who used to work with Belichick, say that there's a thing in the Patriots, they don't draft anybody under 175 pounds, no matter what the position, <laughs> uh, due to injuries. And he's 166, so he's way under that threshold. So I'm going to go with Waddle. Uh, I know he's a little bit similar in terms of speed to what they've already got, but he's better, and I think he can work the slot better. And, and obviously he's a long-term option because he'll have a five-year contract. So I'm going to go Waddle to the Patriots for, for Cam Newton to throw to. That would be a nice pick for them. Isn't it? It's yeah, that's a good pick for them. Just, I mean, they're they're, they're so interesting, aren't they? Because are they going to come up for a QB? I just cannot see a QB fall into fifteen. No, I can't. I think if there's a QB around at eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, that's when you're going to get the Bears and Washington definitely coming up to to jump the Patriots. I think so. Yeah. I think the Patriots have to trade if they want a QB, and if they're not bothered and they want Cam Newton, then that's fair enough. But I think they have to trade up if they want some sort of QB option. Yeah, I'd agree. So now I'm going Cardinals. I think they would... I mean, I've seen them mock trading aggressively to come into the top 10 for a wide receiver, but right here they've got Devonta Smith, so that's what I'm going to do. Nice. They're not scared of picking uh, underweight players, are they, after the Kyler Murray selection? So. No, absolutely not, no. That would no. be a potent offence, I think. I think they're going to be really good offensively anyway, despite whatever they do in the first round. So if they get somebody like Smith, I think that'll be really, really exciting. Yeah, this is a bit of a luxury pick, really, in terms of what they need. Um, but he's just best player available, isn't it? I think that's the yeah, the key but... for them. And if um, if the coach can't do it, Kingsbury, this season, with this with that offence, because obviously they did have, he's not very good anymore, but they did have AJ Green as well, didn't they? Um, so I think that he can't get it done. This will be his last year in Arizona because patience must be uh, thin with how bad they've been offensively sometimes, I think. Yeah, I would agree. They've got to get in the playoffs now. Absolutely. Cool. That leads me on to 17 then, the Raiders. Always picking for the AFC West. So needs again as tackle guard corner, which is 90% of the teams, to be honest, after pick 15. Uh, but... We've took the tackles off the board, really. So it's Tevin Jenkins, or could they be the team to take a flyer on Farley? I think that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go Caleb Farley to the Raiders. Uh, they love high-recruited players, don't they, um, that were good in high school. So I think that they'll they'll take the risk on Farley. And if he, for me, he was the best corner in the draft originally for the back surgery. So I think I think he could go here. So I'm going to go uh, the Raiders selecting Farley at 17. Nice, nice pick. Can see that uh, absolutely happening. It was him or uh, your uh, Northwestern boy, so I chose Farley. <laughs> it is Farley, so, which leads me on to pick 18, the Dolphins. Uh, they missed, um, what did we go at six? I went Saul. And here they do, I've got here tackle guard, edge. So I think they're going to be the first person, first team, sorry, to take an edge, and I'm going to go Quitty Pay, Michigan. Yeah, I like that pick. I was going to say Pay or Barn more for me. I'd select there, so I think that's a good pick. Yeah, I think I think I can see that realistically happening, but I'm not, I'm not sure that they'd be too happy on not getting a weapon. But then they got pick 36, where I think that they get the wide receiver. So cool. Um, so that's pick 19 now, which is the Carolina Panthers uh, trading up with the football team. So needs-wise, obviously, 
it's quite funny on our mock draft simulator we're using and the biggest need is QB which is funny <laughs> so just did a big trade for one um, this is another team that needs a corner so I'm going to go for Greg Newsom out of Northwestern one of your favourite players in the draft um, I think they desperately need a corner it's their biggest position of need for me maybe outside tight end but tight end's not, not a huge position of need when you're not going to win many games which I think they're probably a year away from winning loads of games so Let's go with Greg Newsom, uh, and he'll probably start at them outside corner because there's not many other corners on the roster, to be honest. I think that'd be a nice pick um, for them in real life, obviously, because they've most likely added a first next year as well, haven't you? And then still get a top three corner in the draft, I think. Yeah, that's nice. Which leads me now to the Bears and... Obviously, we discussed earlier, didn't we, whether it would be Washington or Chicago coming up, but surely now, if it is going to be Matt Jones, which looks highly likely, then surely the Bears are going to be pounding the phones, aren't they? Yeah, they've got... They, what did they offer? Three firsts for Russ, so they're not scared to to offer first-round picks. I think they could just phone up and offer two firsts, plus yeah. this year's first for... I don't know, you need to get in the top ten, don't you, I think, for sure, to be guaranteed a shot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it is kind of like what we've done now with Carolina, isn't it? They're the team that would, they've got Donald in now. They kind of don't need that pick, so they could add one further down the line. So I think that. Yeah, but on this board, they're at pick 20. So. Davis Mills. <laughs> yeah, Callum Mann, you never know, do you? But. Um... Got a lot of needs. Quarterback, wide receiver, tackle, guard, cornerback. This is incredibly difficult. I think it's it would be even more difficult if Newsom or Farley was still on the board, I think, as well. Yeah. I'm going to have to go on the offensive line, I think. I'm going to go... And I have seen this guy mocked a couple of times to the Bears. So I'm going to go Tevin Jenkins. Nice. Oklahoma State. Good pick. They need... They need no line badly, don't they? Yeah, they do. Especially with a QB now that can't move around. Like I know Trubisky wasn't great, but at least he could move around, whereas uh, the Red Rifle hasn't got that uh, luxury, I don't think. No, not at all. Uh, cool, that leads us to pick pick 21 then, which is the Colts. Uh, another team that needs a tackle quite badly. Uh, they need an edge and a wide receiver. So this has kind of historically been the hardest one for me to mock. And I do think, we'll talk about it later, but I do think if the Ravens, who have two firsts, want to come up, they might end up coming up here, you know, with the Colts and maybe trying to get a second round pick back as well because they haven't got a second rounder anymore um, to pick Bateman. But we're not doing that, so the Colts sticking. Pa- Bateman is a big option. Obviously, I've got a lot of edges left. I've got Jason Oway, Jalen Phillips. Is, that is a tough one as well. I don't think he'll fall this far. Um... Okay, let's go edge. So I'm choosing between Oway and Phillips. I think Phillips goes higher. So I'm going to go Jalen Phillips edge out of Miami. Uh, I've seen I've seen a lot of mocks of him in the 16 to 20 range. So I think maybe he'll fall this far, potentially. Yeah, that fits, doesn't it? It's kind of, it was Phillips or Pay at 18 for the Dolphins seems written on. Do you not think... Yeah, I think I think uh, I think Oway's up there with those three in a similar yeah, yeah, tier no, potentially. Yeah. Um, I think all three will probably go in this sort of range that we're in now. To be honest. So now it leaves me with Tennessee, uh, pick twenty-two, wide receiver, offensive line, cornerback, <laughs> every position that every other team needs. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one because now you kind of. On the offensive line, maybe you're kind of reaching a little bit now. So I can see them going wide receiver. I think there's going to be movement around, isn't there, here for the first wide receiver of the second tier. But I'm going to go with Tennessee. I'm going to pick Rashad Bateman. Yeah, good pick. A good pick. I didn't expect him to fall much more, to be honest. Um a lot of mocks have him, but somewhere between 15 and 22, don't they? In that sort of range. Um, cool. That leads me on to pick 23, then the Jets' second pick. Obviously, they've already got the QB kind of sorted out. 
And needs wise again, it's corner guard edge. I've got Santi Samuel Jr. still on the board. I've seen a lot of people mock uh, Eric Stokes to this pick as well as a kind of late shocker in the first round. Um, interesting here. Tevin Jenkins, obviously another one that gets mocked there frequently, but he's off the board, you see. So I might have to go. Oh, it's Edge or Corn, but Santi Samuel Jr. Maybe. Yeah, let's go. I think it's corner or edge, and I can't really decide. So I'll go Santi Samuel Jr. Uh, cornerback out of Florida State. Uh, a bit more oh. of his own corner potentially, but I think the the Jets need say, uh, secondary help for sure. That's what. That's the first time that we've mocked uh, Santi Samuel, isn't it, in the first round? Yeah, I've seen a lot of people say there's going to be six, five or six corners in the first round. So I was choosing between him or Stokes, really, or an edge. And I just think maybe Santi Samuel Jr. is a bit higher on the board, potentially. Nice. So it's time now for another first for the pick <laughs> a running back. Now, perhaps yeah. pick 24. The Steelers are going to pick a running back. I think they're going to pick the most ready pass catcher as well. I'm going to go Travis Etienne. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to go Harris then, for sure. Yeah, you thought I was going to go with that Bama boy, didn't you? But no, <laughs> Travis Etienne. A little bit more maybe of an NFL-ready pass catcher. So Nice, nice. Uh, cool. That leads me on to pick 25 with the Jacksonville Jags. Uh, QB obviously went at number one. There's no tight end, which they need, but I think you get a tight end quite easily in the second. So I'm choosing between Morig here, uh, safety at TCU, or probably Sam Cosme or Walker Little tackles because they do need tackle help. Uh, I've seen Morig mocked in the first round more than we've had him. Um, so I think in terms of what teams will do, I think let's go Trevor Morig, safety out of TCU to the Jags. No. You've uh, accidentally mucked up my board as well, by the way, because I, I put that you picked Harris before you actually said him because I was so <laughs> confident. And, really? Yeah, I was that confident. Now I've got uh, ETN on the board and it's confusing <laughs> me. No, I went for the pass because that's actually really funny. So. Uh, Browns then, pick 26. Another team I've heard rumours could trade up or down, but we've got them stand 26. 26. They've got the choice here of two excellent defensive players. Awusu, Karamoa, or Christian Barmore. Two players I've seen mock to them as well. In different yeah, matches. exactly. It's it's a common pick, isn't it? So I'm going to go on the interior. I'm going to go Christian Barmore. Nice, nice. That's a. I think that's almost a coin toss between those two, isn't it? At times. Yeah, it is. So that's the fifth Alabama player in our mock so far. Sixth on your board, of course, with not Jay Harris. <laughs> yeah, sixth on my board. Uh, cool. Pick 27 then. The Ravens' first first-round pick of the two they got. Uh, wide receiver tackle edge again. Obviously, we've got Jason Oway still. So, again, I'm probably choosing between the two edges that are left, which is Oway and Ojolari. And I'm probably choosing between... Terrace Marshall, who everyone knows I love, and Elijah Moore. But I think that they're, they're going to find a way to basically get two of these players in their first, in their both their picks, regardless. So I will go with who I'm higher on. So let's go for Terrace Marshall Jr., wide receiver, to the Ravens, before you pick him for the Saints, I think. <laughs> first time I've been able to pick my own favourite player as well, so I'm happy with that. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, it just it's really interesting now. They got the twenty-seven and thirty-one, isn't it? It's uh... yeah. I think if I was them, I, I wouldn't bother trading up. I'd I just get two starters first. Yeah, round. as would I, because I think we already discussed off air, didn't we? How far can twenty-seven and thirty-one get you? In my head, it gets quite far. I mean, if they came knocking for the Eagles with twenty-seven and thirty-one, I think I'd be quite happy. Yeah, I think the Vikings as well might take it, but. I just don't. There's no point trading up for Devonte Smith because of Hollywood Brown. They're basically the smallest two receivers ever in football. Yeah. Uh, but if Waddle's still on the board, they could take Waddle, couldn't they? So yeah, that, that's an interesting one. But I've got Marshall Junior a bit of size for the exposition. Nice. Twenty-eight then Saints. I think I might know where you're going with this one. I think. Do you? 
I've already clicked who I'm drafting because I'm not sure that I would do it, but I think this is what they could do. I'm going to stick with a wide receiver and I'm going to go with Kadarius Tony. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to go, uh, go linebacker. It's a good job. Yeah, I, I know because he is sat there, but I'm trying to think what um, they would do. They would do. And I do think that they're going to need this wide receiver. Cool. That leads me on to the Packers then. Uh, this is the exact opposite situation of the <laughs> the Saints. I would pick wide receiver, but I think the Packers are going to pick linebacker Jeremiah Abusa Koromoa out of Notre Dame. Uh, best coverage linebacker for me in the draft, I think. I know everyone likes Parsons, but I think he's more of a rush kind of run game stopper eventually, whereas Koromoa, I think, could be a very good coverage linebacker. So I think the Packers, who hate picking receivers, are going to are going to do it again, and they're going to pick a linebacker in the first round, I think. Nice. There is someone that we've not mocked in the first round yet. The Jamin Davis from Kentucky. He keeps sneaking in, doesn't he? Have you in in the late rounds, in the late sorry late picks of the first round? I keep seeing. So that's interesting. Yeah, I'm not seeing him picked outside like 42. I don't think at all. He goes between like 25 and 42, doesn't he, all the time? Yeah, he does. Yeah, so that'll be. And then Nick Bolton as well. So there's quite some good uh, linebackers this year, isn't there, to go in the top 50. So it's nice. A position that I love, but he's not incredibly valued, is it, anymore? <laughs> no, I'm not a big Bolton fan, to be honest, but I think Davis is very, very good. His pro day was good as well. So. so now, which leads me to the Buffalo Bills. And I do have to pick this player because I've seen them they could be traded, trying to trade up, which is could be mental to trade up for a running back. But <laughs> I'm having the second running back off the and you and you and this time it is Najee Harris. But I do think that there is a good chance that either zero or two running backs will go in the first round. Yeah, I think it's two or zero as well. Um, yeah, yeah. I just somehow don't just don't think it'll be the one. I, I'll be. Shocked if the Steelers don't go at 24. So then the Bills. I mean, the Bills, I mean, what would you do? Would you go on the edge here? Uh, I think I would be picking Jason Oway if I was them, or Azizu yeah. Jalari, I think, if I was if I was them. But I agree with you. I think they could be a bit stupid and pick a running back here. Um, I mean, surely they're not going to trade up. For I don't. They shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> if they do, then PFF. Are going to have an absolute field day abusing them on the live stream because they'll hate the idea of someone trading extra picks for a for a running back. Uh, I have seen the two running backs you've got going uh, going the other way around as well, though. So I'm interested to to know which way they'll go because I've seen people mocking Etienne to the to the Bills as well. Yeah. Obviously, on my board it is that way around because I made an error, but <laughs> <laughs> that that was my fault. Uh, Here cool. is a quick question before you before we finish the draft. And after, after I finish this draft and um, we click finish, it will then say the grades. <laughs> so what do you think the grades will be for ETN to the Steelers and Harris to the Bills? I think ETN will get a D minus because that's their third running back on their board. They like uh, Javante Williams. Yeah, Javante Williams, don't they? Um, and I think the other pick, the Harris pick, might get C minus, so D minus and the C minus, maybe. Well, what about you? Yeah. The worst we saw last time was a C plus, wasn't it? But I'd hate to see a D there for ETN. <laughs> I do actually like the guy as well, but it could be, yeah, it could be like a D plus and I think a D plus and maybe like a C minus for Najee. We'll see. We'll see. You could be fired as the Steelers GM after one day. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, cool. That leads me on to the Ravens then. 31, their second pick of the first round. This was my my Chiefs pick. Um, and I think, if I'm honest, if Chiefs would have picked Oway or, uh, or Cosme here anyway, who are both, uh, I think they're both on the board, aren't they? Uh, but the Ravens, like I said, they pick receiver first, so I think it'll be edge. I didn't think I'd have the choice of both edges. So I've got Aziz Ojolari out of Georgia, Jason Owe out of Penn State, both absolute physical freaks, to be honest. Uh, one's had a bit more production from the other, but it's interesting. Where do you lie on the, the two the two edges? Which one do you prefer out of the two? I'm more of a Big Ten guy. So just being a little bit more, um, what's the word? 
your bias towards the Big Ten. Yeah, a little bit my little bias towards the Big Ten. I think I'd probably go way but you know I think I don't think you can really kind of go wrong with either guy there. I think that's a that's a nice place to be if the board falls this way that's a that's a really nice place to be with already getting their wide receiver for the Ravens so yeah interesting uh, I think I'll, I'll go Jason Oway then I'm very similar on both of them to be honest but the PFF have got uh, Oway higher on their board on the average draft position as well. Oway's higher Dra- draft database, mock database. He's higher, so I'm going to go with Jason Oway out of Penn State to the Ravens, so they get Terrace Marshall and and Jason Oway basically for Orlando Brown Jr. So not bad for the Ravens. Nice. Which leads me to the last pick, of the first round, the Buccaneers. Sadly, uh, Justin Fields is not on the board. <laughs> Davis what? Mills is though. Davis Mills is. Yeah, Davis Mills is. <laughs> Do you think there will be any calls from anyone? Given that the board has fallen this way, do you think anybody will be calling up for this fifth round? Fifth uh, fifth year, sorry. For QB. Um yes, I think people would call. I don't know if that'd be too expensive. Because the problem is in our mock, obviously it's the Bears, isn't it? And the Pats that are left struggling. And I just think that they're too far away from this pick because they're towards the end, of, well, middle to the end of the second round. Yeah. But yeah, I do think they'll call. It wouldn't actually shock me as well if someone was calling to try and trade up for a receiver here because you've still got what the, both the Moors, I nearly called them the Moor brothers, they're not actually brothers, but uh, the two Moors are still on the board. So I think someone could offer them a trade or two, but the Chiefs tried that last year and nobody offered near enough. So it wouldn't shock me if they ended up sticking, to be honest. No. So as far as the needs go, it's kind of a luxury for the Buccaneers, isn't it? But I'm going to pick a player that is a need, also that we've not picked yet, and I'm going to go Elijah Molden, Washington. Safe. Oh, wow. I like that. PFF is super high on him, so I think that's a cool pick. Trying to get my grades back up. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we've pressed finish, the, the grades will be flying in, so we'll yeah, see how bad they get. I'm not as bad as you think. So what have you got? Uh, well, the problem is I've got the wrong way around, haven't I? But the ETN pick gets a C plus on mine, I think. Nice. Uh, whereas the Harris, they obviously like Harris, he still gets a B, so that's quite a respected pick. So yeah, they weren't big fans of your uh, <laughs> your, your uh, ETN pick, but they didn't mind your Harris pick, so that was all good. I have to say, our first top, our first ten all got A pluses. Oh, no, oh really? Micah Parsons and Sertain got B minus, but our top eight all got A, a pluses, which is good. Um, good GMs. Sertain a B minus. Yeah, I know. It's strange, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Elijah Molden, Jason Oway, they all got A's. So nice. It's PFF were uh, were very happy. I wonder how many how many picks do you think we get right then? What's your what's your under over from that mock draft we did on Thursday? I could see us getting. If the under over was six and a half, I'd be very tempted to to go over. Maybe at seven picks, but that's quite a lot, isn't it? Out of thirty-two to get right, I think. Yeah, it is because when you think like Mel Kuyper usually gets like four correct. <laughs> yeah, we're better than Mel Kuyper. Come on. Yeah, but the thing is, on this one, you've got two bankers at the top. Yeah, I'm very confident on our top four to be honest. So Wilson Jones, Pitts, and Chase, I think. That's very likely, and I think that's, so the top two are uh, top two are locks, and it seems like Mac Jones could be a lock. But all it takes is Trey Lance to come in at three, and the whole board changes, doesn't it? So yeah, it completely changes. So. And I'm trying to think of other ones I'm confident in. To be honest, I think Sertain's a good one. I think Slater is a good one. I think Horn is one that gets mocked quite a lot. Um, Vera Tucker that you picked for the Vikings, that's often mocked, isn't it? In a lot of experts' mock drafts as well. Yeah. And then when it gets past 15, it does become a bit of a... It's anyone's game, isn't it, after 15? So Yeah, because everyone needs corner, receiver, edge or tackle. Um, they're not picking linebackers and, and safeties very often in that range, so it does make it harder. I do wonder whether there'll be a lot more movement as well than what we've done. Yeah, so it'd be total. we did two trades today, uh, and you've obviously got the two trades that already happened. Um, so that's four trades on average there's five to six normally in the first round so maybe one or two more I think the Ravens 
or Chargers, like we said in the, in the episode, I think could be options. Or maybe the Bears or Pats, like you said, I think. If they're desperate for a QB, they might trade up. Um, what do you think the chances are of another QB going in round one? Like we said, mock, uh, running back-wise, we see it at zero or two. Do you think there's any chance a six QB goes in round one just by someone who's desperate? I'd be a really, really small percentage chance. And really, it would have to be such a premium pick. What like the Bucks for the future? Could you Brady. see? Could you see the Buccaneers in any world picking Mills or Mond? Maybe at sixty-four. I think there's a real chance there. Yeah, absolutely at sixty-four. But just at pick thirty-two, it just seems too much. But yeah, I'd be calling the Bears though if I was them because they could get desperate and trade you like a second, a third, and a sixth or something to move up to thirty-two. Um, just so they could pick Mills or Mond, potentially. So I would be calling them. But yeah, I agree. I think second round more likely for the Bucks and the Steelers, I think, to take a QB. Yeah, definitely. Cool. We've had some uh, interesting ones. A couple of running backs going, which are always the our favourites. Yeah, Tony as well going in the first round. That hasn't happened on all of ours. Elijah Molden and Santi Samuel Jr. going in, which is kind of what the rumours were today, that more corners might and uh, safeties might go in the first round. So... I think that's a good draft. Um, plans for for the podcast then. Like draft is Thursday evening. I'm going to watch it live. But I'm not sure if I'm going to live tweet it because, like I said to Patrick off air, uh, normally the picks are kind of spoiled before they're announced on TV. So we kind of didn't see much point in me tweeting them out when <laughs> the whole world will be two picks ahead anyway. Uh, but I think on Friday we're going to do a first round recap, and then at the weekend we're going to do a, a, a kind of day two and day three recap. See how sad Patrick is with the Eagles' picks. Uh, ho- hopefully, you get a couple of good ones. I'm, I'm confident that your first round pick will be good at least, which will be a boost. <laughs> yeah, as long as we don't move from twelve and to go down any further, I would like to pick at twelve as a minimum. Yeah, we'll see. And then Patrick will be busy for a whole week after the draft, getting all the mugs out for uh, <laughs> all the new picks. So, yeah. yeah, I'm just scanning this list now, to be honest with you, to see what I think would be the top one. Mac, like I think I said to you off air, I've got a big 49ers following and I just think Matt Jones is a disaster for me. <laughs> as a pick. I think he's going to take the, the summer and a training camp with Shanahan singing his praises every day for me to get a bit of momentum on Mac Jones. <laughs> I think Wilson with the Jets might be a popular one for you. Cause, oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. Because you've obviously got... Um... Darnold leaving now they've got no QB so any Darnold stuff they had is irrelevant so I think Wilson could be a popular one Uh, and we'll see you you never know there's always a lot of Patriots fans as well so if they pick Jalen Waddle I could see that being half popular as well to be honest yeah absolutely cool all right well that's our mock draft 3.0 we're going to tweet out the picks uh, tweet out the picks later on after the episode goes live so people can see them and and we'll get some interaction so go follow us at gopher2pod uh, on Twitter, the two being the number two. Also, we've got a giveaway at the moment with Patrick, uh, Patrick's company, Mugs NFL. So you've got the link up, I think, at the moment, mate. I mean, for people to to join the prediction league for the draft. Yeah, join the prediction league. Uh, I wouldn't copy this mock draft if I were you. In your <laughs> anyone that gets thirty-two out of thirty-two gets a life supply of mugs as well. But um, yeah, yeah, not from me, from the NFL. <laughs> yeah not from Patrick uh, that's the plan though I'm going to go for 32 out of 32 but I won't be able to win our competition unfortunately that's just the rules <laughs> but uh, yeah we'll be back Friday um, to review the first round enjoy the draft enjoy draft night make sure you tweet at us come Thursday night your opinions and all the picks and we will speak to you soon uh, speak to you soon guys <laughs>